I had to improve myself, but the biggest thing I had to improve was two things. I had to lose the ego and I had to take ownership of my life. Welcome to the Dream Out Loud family, where young entrepreneurs come to learn the tips, tricks, and attitude of what it takes to live their dream life. I'm your host, Morgan T. Nelson, a former carpenter who created financial freedom by the age of 23 and have since spent my time traveling around the world living my dream life, inspiring, educating, and teaching other young people how they can do the same. Each and every week, I'll bring you the most epic guests who are going to share their stories, wisdom, tips, and tricks on how they've been able to create a life by design. Here at Dream Out Loud, we're committed to helping inspire and educate you to be able to execute your full potential. Have you ever thought about living a life with more freedom, more certainty, more clarity and confidence? Have you ever thought about what it would be like for you to truly live a life by design, not by default? If so, then listen up. Guys, I've got something absolutely incredible coming up that you guys are want to be a part of. It's called the Life by Design Summit. How to create a life on purpose with passion and freedom without needing to have it all figured out yet, even if you don't know where to start or if you've tried everything before. Look, chances are if you listen to this podcast, whether this be the first time or the 100th time you've listened to this, you are a dream chaser. You are a go-getter. You have big ambition inside of you. You have this burning desire inside within that is just waiting to be unleashed and to go into something worth meaning, right? Otherwise, you wouldn't be here listening. I've literally created this summit specifically for you. It is a virtual event, so it doesn't matter which country you're in. You can get access and jump in live with me for three and a half hours, okay? In this summit, you're going to learn the secrets that I've learned, that I've developed over the years to build the life of freedom that I currently have now. You're going to learn how to find your purpose in life and actually get paid for doing something that you love. You're going to learn how to discover unlimited motivation, even on the days you feel lost, stuck, and you don't want to do anything. And you're also going to learn my four secret pillars to bridge the gap from where you are right now to the life you truly desire. Guys, there's no better time than right now to attend this upcoming summit. It's going to blow your freaking mind. To top it off, this is not some free, shitty masterclass, free webinar where I'm just going to bore you to death, give you 10% value, and then just fluff you around, waste your time, and then sell to you. This is three and a half hours of pure gold, pure value, specifically for you, so you can get to the next level in your life. Tickets are $47. That's it. And there's not even a sell on the call. So what are you waiting for? Hit the link in the description below of this episode. Get your ticket and I'm going to see you live on the virtual event coming up next. Guys, I cannot wait to see you on the Life by Design Summit. Okay, guys, today's guest is a father of two, serial entrepreneur, business owner, and mindset coach. He's been in business for the past 14 years, starting at just 18 years old. Having grown up successful network marketing business, scaled multiple gyms, ran masterminds helping people unlock their true potential. After becoming financially free at 25 and then just weeks later becoming homeless, living out of his car with his dog, 
he discovered the likes of Bob Proctor, Les Brown, and Tony Robbins, and he started to adopt a new way of thinking. He would then went on to build three gyms, and he's worked with CEOs, helping them scale their businesses as well. So please help me welcome the guy who went from working in a nursery down the road from him when he was a young kid for $3 an hour to now building the world's largest in-person and online mastermind called the Masterverse, my friend from the Sunshine Coast, Mr. Dion Mokovic. <laughs> Thank you, my man. It sounds so much better when somebody else reads it to you. That's great. <laughs> I love it, dude. Well, like, well, I, I know if we did another episode in like a year, that, that thing's going to grow even more and more and more. Because like, we just had a big chat for freaking <laughs> like half an hour before we even started this. And yeah. I'm really excited for what you got going on, where you're taking things. And just genuinely, what I love most about you is you mentioned so many times, like, I just want to help people. I want see people win. I want to create this impact, which is just so aligned with me. Like everything I do, and you do the same thing. So I've seen some of the things you do, over deliver like a motherfucker. It's like, here's the shit, just take it and run. So I want to dive straight into this and, and know where does that burning desire come from within you? Like what is it within you that the passion comes from to just truly create a massive shift in people's lives? Man, it's really interesting you are you say that because it comes from a really weird place. Some people may be able to relate, but it goes back to I still get the feeling now. I don't know if anybody can write it, but like the feeling of like when you first get like you you just update your runners for the first time, you get a new pair of runners on and a brand new gym shirt or something. That's why like before the call, I'm like, oh, I've got to deliver it. Some new gym clothes from Do You Even, you know? And I was like, oh, I can't wait to go do a gym session now. And just by getting something new and nice makes me feel so good and motivated to go and do that gym session, for example. And the reason why I'm so like passionate about helping other people achieve what it is that they want is because I remember as a kid, and I love my parents to death, mind you, but I remember as like every kid at school would be wearing like Nikes or Adidas, you know, and I'd rock up to school in my feeders, which were like a Target brand shoe. And I used to like, it wasn't bad, but I just felt so left out. I just wanted a nice pair of shoes like all these other kids had. And I remember I either had to wait for my birthday to get a nice pair of shoes or I had to save up for the shoes myself. So yeah, I literally started my first job at the age of eight so that I could buy my favorite push bike and my favorite pair of shoes. And it made me feel so good. And it literally, it made me really appreciate, I don't know, my own thing so much more. And now I get the kick out of, you know, seeing other people unlock their limitless potential, so to say, and being able to see them, you know, really step into their true power and passion because A, they've earned it. But the thing is, they could do it themselves the whole time, their whole life, but they never knew it until they had somebody else believe in them. So I guess it started from there, man, as, as weirdly as that sounds. That's so funny. That sounds so similar to me as well. I used to go to school and I'd see the kids like brand new etnies and shit yeah the fuck mom you know and and now like looking back it's like what parents grew up with the income they had you know like that's it's it's wild absolutely wild so dude i want to hear about this story so you created financial freedom at 25 like you crush it in network marketing you've crushed it in nearly every single thing you did but you're just telling us you you created financial freedom at 25 and then become homeless went back and got a job and everything tell us what happened there oh not too many people know the depth of the story. So I'll try, I'll try and give it to you in like a brief version so you guys can get the guts of it. And hopefully if somebody else is in those shoes, they can go, oh, sweet. Maybe it's not the end of the world that I'm at rock bottom right now. Because honestly, if I didn't hit rock bottom, 
I wouldn't be where I am right now, where I'm fortunate enough to live a beautiful life with my fiance and my beautiful kids and family. But as they say, it's like, if you're an archer, okay, and you're trying to hit that target with your arrow, if you just sit the arrow in the bow and you let it go, it's not going to hit the target, is it? You physically have to pull the arrow backwards for it to shoot forward to the arrow. So for me, as I looked at my life when I hit rock bottom like that, it's like I had to go backwards to go forwards, you know. But what happened, man, is I'd been in business since I was 18. I'd had multiple failed businesses before 25, by the way, because myself and my mate at the age of 18, we moved to Gold Coast and his dad gave us 90 grand to buy this franchise called VIP Lawns and Gardens. And two 18-year-old boys that loved partying, that business didn't last too long. Within about 12 months, we'd burnt the thing to the ground and we owed his dad 90 grand. And I count my blessings now, but his dad literally took over the business and and got it going again for us so that we didn't have to pay him back the money. But that was my first lesson in business. Hey, don't go on a business with your mate. It's not all bad. What went wrong? What went wrong there? What went wrong is we were best mates. And the moment there was any sort of financial challenge or anything, anything that was emotionally charged, it, it, it brought up conversations with us that we couldn't deal with as business owners because we were very young, unprofessional, and we dealt with it as mates, mm. not as business owners. We couldn't separate the friendship from the business. Whereas I, I do see, like, for example, my brother's got a very successful business with my sister, and they're really good at separating business from family and and relationships we just weren't mature enough man at that stage to be able to separate business from the relationship whereas i'm sure now it would be a little bit different you know yeah but yeah so we run that into the ground and then my family literally sent me out to the mines you know i was working in the mines and what was really cool is like as a 20 year old kid by this stage in the mines you know you're earning 200 grand a year as a 20 year old in the mines i was like it was too much money didn't know what to do with it but i was burning through it like like no tomorrow you'd come home you'd buy a new Malu ute, you'd buy some new clothes and you're just living this lifestyle, which like there was no way of sustaining if you come back for a normal job. But what's crazy, man, is I was working away earning this money. I was bodybuilding at the time, semi-professional bodybuilding. Absolutely. It was my life. And what happened is after about two years of being in the mines, I was looking around and it's like, I'd be sitting at the airport ready to fly out for our next stint at work. And I'd be sitting down, like look, looking around in case anybody watches this on YouTube or something like you see my express. I was sitting down at the airport, you know, and I was just this positive young dude, you know, I had, I had no misses or anything. Like I, I had the world to myself, but most of the people I was working with out there, they were either dads or in relationships. And I saw they were so depressed, you know, like so upset, like their, their hand, their head in their hands, sitting at the airport, ready to fly back out. And I'd be like, I'd go up to them because I was like, I always ask questions. You know, I remember when I had my first job at the nursery, I used to ask so many questions. The guy at the nursery used to be like, he'd be like, do you ever shut up? Like, do you ever not ask questions? I was like, no. Like, I love asking questions and learning from other people. And I was sitting at the airport and I was just, some of the ways speaks my word, you know? So I was about, I'd go up to like one of you. I'm like, mate, like, what's up? Like, what's going on? Like, we're going out to work with the boys again. Like, it's fun, you know? Like, I loved it. And he'd be like, man, it's like, I'm just leaving the missus and the kids again. Like, you know, I'm a dad once a month. I work three weeks away, one week home. And I was like, fuck. Like, I started realizing that these guys that were 40, 50, 60 were still out at the mines. But what interested me, I asked them about what their goals were. I asked dozens of them because you're out there with hundreds of guys, a couple of chicks as well. But they all had the same goal, you know? And their goal was, you know what, mate, I'm just going to, 
stick it out for the next five or 10 years, pay off the house, you know, come home, live happily ever after with the, with the wife, the kids, set them up, you know, and they all had that same goal. Yet none of them were doing it. They were upgrading their lifestyle, buying the jet skis. While they're at it, understanding the number one human core need is love and connection. Their wives aren't getting feeling loves of connection. They're single mums with the kids. Naturally, divorces are happening, all this sort of stuff. And I was like, I started questioning myself. I'm like, is this what I really want to do? You know, like, my, but my big, biggest challenge was like, my family was so proud of me for getting this job in the mind. You know, I was scared of leaving. So I was like, what's my family going to think of me? And what happened, I was like, cool, if I'm going to leave the mines, I need something to go to. So I had no idea about business, but I loved fitness at the time because I was in bodybuilding. I'm like, cool, I'm going to start my own gym apparel range called Muscle Empire. So it was my first business by myself, so to say. And I was about 20, 22 at this stage. And I was like, cool, I'm going to start this business. So what I did is I got a local Australian supplier. We made up some T-shirts, some hoodies. We started selling them on a website. Barely even knew, knew what I was doing. I don't think I even knew what Facebook was at that stage. And started selling these hoodies and stuff. And what happened, I met a guy at the mines and he's like, mate, like you're making this money selling these hoodies and stuff. He goes, did you know if you outsource your supplier to like Pakistan or the Philippines or China, you can like 10X your profit margins. I was like, whoa, that's freedom to me. Money equaled freedom to me, you know? So what I did is I found a supplier in Pakistan to do what our Australian supplier was doing. I dropped $30,000, which was all my savings at this stage, into this supplier to create all this gym apparel range we had. And a few weeks later, rocked up to our door, had paid it all, and it was all faulty. Wrong sizes, logos were wrong, and they ghosted me. I couldn't get hold of it. So I'd lost 30 grand. I was like, like, what am I going to do? Like, where are my dreams going? And what happened, man, is what's really funny, and you might be able to relate to this, is I was like, I need to follow. Like, I've always been like solution. I just, I was like, I, I hated getting told what to do. I was the worst employee. And I was like, I need to start a business. Like, what's the quickest way to make money? So I Googled quickest way to make money. And the word pyramid scheme came up. I was like, oh, I need to find a pyramid scheme. And I didn't know what it was. And I reached out to this guy on Facebook. I was like, mate, no, I didn't actually. A guy reached out to me and he goes, hey, mate, I see you're into bodybuilding. You're out of the mines. He goes, I've got a mate that's 27 year, years old. He drives a Ferrari. He lives in a multi-million dollar mansion. And all he does is puts people in rooms and sells them a product. You could do it too. I was like, ding, ding, ding. I'm like, sweet man, is it a pyramid scheme? He goes, no, 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 no. It's network marketing. And you know, it's funny. I'm like, oh, uh, not I'm not interested, it. man. I'm Wait. looking for a pyramid scheme. <laughs> I did the exact same. Well, not the exact same, but I remember when I first looked in network marketing, I I, I went to my mate and I said to him, he goes, yeah, it's this and this and this. I said, oh yeah, this is like one of those pyramid scheme things, right? Because I heard that word from a broke, broke, miserable person, right? They're like, yeah. because I looked at, I actually looked when I was 18 years old, I looked at Vima. Remember that? Yep. The energy drink. And and this is like, here's the lesson though in this. Like, and there's going to be some people listening to this and here's actually just the cold hard truth. If you are still listening to this thing, you're like network marketing, could be why you're still not anywhere where you want to be, by the way. But because like I've never met a rich and happy person hate on anyone creating success, right? But I was 18 and a friend sent me this link and they're like, check out, you know, this energy drink, you can make 600 bucks. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I was on a first year apprentice. I'm like, you're, you're talking big numbers here, right? And I was like, yeah. what are you talking about? Like, I was like, I spend money on energy drinks every day. I'm on the work side. I could totally, and this is a healthy one. I could tell my friends about this. And I was so excited about it. I was like, I can't believe this guy's, 
helping me here. This is amazing. And this broke relative that we, you know, kind of had in the circle at the time, broke miserable, literally was living, you know, living off of his missus, says to me, oh, that's just a pyramid scheme. I'm like, oh, what's that? He's like, they'll scam, you know, take all your money and it's fake. And I'm like, yeah, but my friend's doing it. He's like, no, I don't believe it. You know, they'll take all your money, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay. Because you're older than me. Right? I was like, okay. Yeah. And then so I, I parked that idea for eight, for three more years. And I started network marketing at 21. I forgot all about it. So when I came back around to it, I said to Reese, I said, hey, this is like one of those pyramid scheme things. I've seen this. And he's like, no, 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 it's not that. And I said, dude, I'm in though. Like, I'm like, this sounds cool. Like a, just a, a side hustle, make some money and I'm in. Like, it's just so funny, yeah. right? Yeah, man. Well, look, it's that, that's funny because I was looking for the word pyramid scheme. So at the yeah. end of the day, it's like if people like it don't know too much about network market, it's new age franchising. And if you work in a job, you're in a pyramid scheme as it is, but I won't get into that. Yeah. But look, basically, man, is like what reason why I was like looking for a way out. And I, and I talk about this on my social media all the time. It's like, to be honest, I think everybody will be able to relate to this if they actually look into their core and their values and who they truly are. Because we're born to do what, like, we're not put on this earth just to pay bills and die. Yet most of us do that. And man, to be honest, like I sat down and I was like, what is it I'm actually doing with my life? I was working a job and it wasn't a bad job. You know, I was working in the mines. You do bugger all out there for 200 grand a year as a kid, you know? But the thing was, even at that, I was questioning going, you know what? Every day I get told what to wear, when to start, when I can have lunch, how long I'm allowed to eat. I have to ask permission to go to the toilet. And then you know what? I have to go home to a room in a camp and then... I go home to my family when I'm allowed to, Mm. you know, but not only that, I then live my life raising my family according to what my boss has told me I'm worth. And the thing is 99% of the world do this, but what they don't understand, if you break that down, is that how's that different to the past where we look down on people going slavery is bad slavery. Let's, let's break it down. What's slavery. They give you a roof over your head and they feed you for you to work for them. People do that every single day. They get paid just, and this might, this may trigger people. And if it does, good, because it means you've been comfortable for too long. You haven't looked into this deeper stuff. But the thing is, when I started realizing this, I was just working for somebody else that was char- paying me $50 an hour, but charging me out at 150. I was like, why can't I do that? You know, so that's why I wanted to get into business. But anyway, man, fast forward into the, the network marketing. He's like, no, I'm not interested, mate. I'm looking for a pyramid scheme. He goes, ah, he goes, some people call it that, but it's basically new age franchising, you know, but basically he goes, the hardest part is, is you're a business owner. And the thing is, most people come in and treat this as a hobby. And how much do you get paid for your hobbies? I'm like, oh, nothing. He goes, exactly. Come in and treat it like a business owner. You'll make business money. And he goes, all you've got to do is take our supplements, believe in them, and tell people about them, bring them to me, and I will sell the supplements for you. And I was like, what? I was like, man, as I'm sponsored at the moment to take supplements, so I'm not really interested. He goes, you need to take the supplements. You need to believe in what you're selling. But then I was kind of turned off because I just wanted to make money. I wasn't interested in all the, like the, the extra stuff, you know? And what got me, he goes, mate, there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. And me being an egotistic guy at this stage, thought I was too big for my boots at the time. I was like, cool, I'm literally just going to do it, mate. So at day 29, I can rub it in your face. It doesn't say it doesn't work. 
And to my surprise, I love the supplements and I love the business model. But what was funny is I didn't sell the supplements. I sold the dream. And what happened is my first week in it is I literally told people about like my goals, literally about what I want to do and what I've noticed within the mining industry. I was like, who's in with me? Like who wants to set up their family long-term and who doesn't want their wife cheating on them? No one. Cool. So like I sold this vision, so to say, and I remember it's like my, my first night back at the mines, I got like all these guys into my donger, which was your rooms at the mine. Yeah. We had like 30 people in this room and I had the guy Dave on the screen, Dave Nelson, and he was speaking to him, selling him. And I, and I made like five grand in that night. Like just by him talking to these people in the room, I was like, cool, all I need to do is bring people to this guy and I'm going to make money. So then I came home and I did the same thing. I just invited friends. And I, I was literally saying, it's like, guys, I've found a way to make money on our side by helping other people, are you keen? They're like, is it network marketing? I'm not sure. I'm like, yes, it is network marketing. But you trust me, don't you? They're like, yeah. I'm like, you've got to come and see this. And they'd come around and all of a sudden, like within, I think it was like six weeks, we'd re- replaced the majority of our mining income. Wow. And they'd given me a BMW, like that the company gave me a BMW for hitting this rank. And all of a sudden, as I was living this high life on the sunny coast, so about three years went past. And during this time, I'd met a, a lady And we'd got engaged and all that sort of stuff. And at the age of 25, we were living in like like a beautiful house. Like I'm in a beautiful house now in Budrum, but we're living in one in Budrum, this this million dollar mansion. We're renting it. We had like two beautiful BMWs that were like, we we were leveraged up to our ears, you know, had a $120,000 BMW. We had two of them. Like we were just being silly, you know? And I was trying to live this lifestyle that I thought that everybody wanted, you know, like the flash cars, the house, the trophy wife, the dog, you know, I had a beautiful black German shepherd Brax. And because I was so insecure, which I didn't know at this stage, I was like, I was doing all this shiny stuff to impress people, you know, impress people I didn't even know. And one morning it was like, it was new year's and I was 25 or just about to turn 25. My fiance said to me, she goes, Hey, like I'm out. I'm like, what do you mean? She goes like, I'm leaving you. I'm like, what? Like, what's going on? Like, we're engaged. We've been together like three or four years. Like, what's going on? She goes, yeah, I'm bored. All you do is work. Like, you're a workaholic, you know? All you do is like, you just want this success and this life and all that sort of stuff and left, you know? Like, like, and for me, it's like, it crushed me, you know? At the stage, like on social media and that sort of thing, because I had a profile of running the businesses on there, it crushed me because I was like, fuck, like, this person just walked out on me. It means I'm not worthy. And all it started bringing up my whole past. Mm. And thankfully at the stage, I'd, I'd had a mentor. So I'd been investing in myself since I was about 22. I've always had mentors. And I still have mentors to this day where I invest tens of thousands of dollars a year into my mentors. And my mentor took the time of day to drive up from Brisbane to the sunny coast. He sat down with me and we literally got the whiteboard just here that I've got in my room now. And we basically drew our own roadmap to success on there, which I now give to my Masterverse members. And we basically broke down every part of my life and the emotional charges with pictures and writing in this mind map on this board. And I had the biggest awakening. And what it was is I had realized that I was an egotistic douchebag not ready for success and didn't deserve it. And that's why I believe the universe, whatever you believe in, took it away from me. Because what happened is my mentor was like, he goes, cool, take a month off to find yourself. And I didn't know what that meant. 
So what I'd done is I'd lost a lot of friends because I started bodybuilding, you know, and bodybuilding takes up your whole life. It was my whole life outside of work besides business. And I'd lost a lot of friends over that time. So I was like, oh, maybe it's because I'm a boring person. Maybe I should go and hang out with those friends again. So I took it literally what he said, find yourself and go find the old you. So I went and hung out with my mates. I'm like, cool, you know what? I've been a workaholic to create all this success and this life and this financial freedom. I'm going to go and chill out for a month with my mates. And that one month turned into a six-month bender, Mm. hanging out with old friends, getting around the wrong people I shouldn't have gone back to, getting up to all sorts of mischief on the weekend, gone from having six figures away saved in the bank account to $1,800 in my bank account. And what the biggest wake-up call was, someone on my front door rocking up to repossess one of my cars and kick me out of my house. And I went from having everything, man, this, this lifestyle success, so to say, this physical material success and being the poster boy to literally, I was living on a boat ramp because it was the only wet way, the best place to find that was private and got a bit of a breeze, living in the back of my BMW with my dog Brax, just me and him. And it was quite humbling, man. And it taught me that success isn't an end goal and financial freedom isn't an an end goal. It's rent due every single day. You know, you need to show up every single day being your best version and success long-term, anyone can make money fast, anybody, you know, like people doing this, this, all this NFT crypto stuff, like selling fake scammy stuff, make millions like that but you notice it disappears just as quick. You know, it's like money is an energy, you know, it's it's an exchange. And what I realized is I created the success so quick, my personal growth hadn't kept up with the the growth of success. And it forced me to work on myself a lot more than I ever had before because the next humbling moment was, man, it's like I had to go and get a job. Like I'd gone from being this successful entrepreneur on the Sunshine Coast to going and working at UE Insurance. Can I just jump in for a second? So I want to hear about this because there's a thing called a money thermostat and exactly what you're saying. And I see people doing network marketing too, because you can come into a network marketing company at the right time with the right team, the right momentum, the right you. And and there is luck involved sometimes uh, in network marketing. And I see people smash it, but then it's like, well, can you maintain that? Can you keep that up? Because it's really about developing and becoming the right you, right? It's like one of the pillars I teach to developing the right you for the what you want to create. And we have this money thermostat. It's like if you set the aircon inside the room for 21 degrees, open up the door and a big gust of wind comes in, you close it, the aircon's going to kick in and bring the room temperature back down to 21. So the same thing can happen where we can get into life and open up the doors and get you know crypto or NFTs and whatever, right? Network marketing and have all this money come in. But if we're not developing the right mindset, then we'll fuck up and we'll self-sabotage and, and do this sort of stuff. So I, I'm really curious to know, what, what did you learn? Like what, if, what has been some things you've done to develop and upskill this money thermostat of yours and upskill this mindset to actually keep earning, keep killing it and actually hold everything? Yeah, it's a great point, man, because it forced me to like, I had no choice. Like I was like, there's no way I'm going to like, I'd like, to be honest, the biggest reason I didn't want to get a job was because I didn't want the world to know I'd failed. Mm. But I quickly realized that like your friendships, relationships, finance, business, your life is a direct reflection of what's going on between your ears. 
your mindset. Everything is a mindset. And I learned that the hard way, which is, I guess, why I'm so passionate about what I do now is because I don't want people to learn the hard way all the time, learn from some of my mistakes, you know. But I was always obsessed with Tony Robbins, which anybody listening to this, I'm sure they've heard of Tony Robbins before. Tony always says, if you want to improve your life, you've got to raise your standards. You know, you've got to raise your standards. And people post that inspiration on their Instagram and their Facebook. They're like, what does raise your standards even mean? You know? So for me, I looked into like, basically, I was like, what does that sentence mean? Raising your standards. And for me, when I looked into it, it's literally identical to what you said there. It's like, how can you increase your internal thermostat. So for example, like you said, you'll notice that some people, you look at your life and myself, especially your bank account always went up to a certain number and that number's like where you got comfortable and then it came down to another mum, number at the very bottom where it's, it's everybody has that, that oh shit number. Oh my God. And they tighten up, you know, they tighten up their expenses. They don't spend as much and then they build it back up to that number and it comes back down. And you notice there's that mean in the middle, that average. But it's the same thing with your life. You notice People start getting into a good mindset. They get the morning routine. They start feeling good about themselves again. So they reward themselves with going out on the weekend with the boys, you know, and then they wake up hungover, depressed, and they go back down into that slope. And everybody's got this thermostat in every area of their life. It's the same thing with your house or your car. You'll notice like everybody will know the standard of your house of like what the tidiness it usually is, but you know yourself when it gets really bad, you'll notice, oh, it's pretty dirty. I'll clean it. You get it spick and span again you know, and then it gets back to that thing. And it's, everybody's got that medium in their life of like their standard, their baseline. So my mentor helped me find like what I call now my baseline. Like what was my baseline? You know what? My baseline was pretty fucking average. You know, like I noticed all of my friends were so fake and I blamed them for that. But really it's because I was fake. You know, I was a pretender, mm. you know, I was like, I was doing all of this stuff that wasn't me. It was like, same thing on this call. I'm wearing a hat and a bloody singlet. The old me, the, the insecure me would have got on here with my, my beautiful suit, have my Louis Vuitton shoes on and have my, have my nice watch on. You know, the old insecure me would have done that. But the authentic real me, which people relate to, shows up like this, you know. But for me, man, it just it forced me to go, okay, cool. It's like, how do I improve myself? You know, if I want a great relationship. If I want to start making money, all this sort of stuff, I had to improve myself. But the biggest thing I had to improve was two things. I had to lose the ego and I had to take ownership of my life because honestly, everything that had happened to me, I was blaming my ex-fiance. I was blaming the past. I was blaming the government. You know, I was blaming everybody except myself. And the moment I actually had a look at like where I was pointing, there was three fingers always pointing back at myself, you know? Mm. And for me, it's like I had to find out the hard way, you know? And the way I got into it is the biggest thing I had to do was I had to get around different people. I had to surround myself with different people. And the thing is, what I'd noticed with network marketing or any sort of business, you're around so many like-minded people that want to, you know, level up and change the world, you know. And I started realizing really quickly, we're going back for like this annual reunion we have with friends in Harvey Bay. And you'd go back each year and catch up with them. It was the same crap they were talking about. And, you know, like, after you start hanging around with these people that think big and want to change the world and, and are talking about business and finances and, and have great relationships that aren't playing up on the weekends and that sort of thing, you hang around with these old people. And I started noticing I was walking out with feeling drained, you know? So what I did, man, is like, I was like, I need to get around like-minded people. 
but I couldn't find anyone because I wasn't involved in network marketing anymore at this stage. Mm-hmm. So I started a, a mastermind on meetup.com. You know, I read the book, Think and Grow Rich, and they're like, oh, to find other people, start a mastermind. So I started a mastermind just to literally make mates, which has now turned into something pretty different now. But I literally started a mastermind to get around different people because I started noticing really quickly that it's like, oh, we, we've all heard that like the cliche stuff where you become the average of who you hang out with. But for me, man, it's like I, I had no one around me. I'd lost everything. Like I thought I was a failure and that sort of thing. So like I, I had this fake facade of who I actually was. All I had was my dog, you know? Mm. But yeah, man, it forced me to get around different people and start working on myself. And the things that I did to work on myself was, Instead of snoozing my alarm every morning, rejecting life to go for that walk or the gym, I found a reason to get up to go for a walk in the gym, just to get my days. It started with little things like that. It started with doing that and just making my bed. That's how yeah. rock bottom I was. It wasn't, how do I get this kind of, how do I start a business? It was literally, how do I rebuild myself? Yeah. You know, how do I show up for myself each day? And it came with just starting with the basics, getting up in the morning, making my bed, having a nutritious breakfast smiling at the first random person you see that day. Whereas in the past, I was that douchebag where I went into the gym and you'd come up and you might've seen me on Instagram for being some bodybuilder. And I'd literally look down on you. I was an asshole, you know? Yeah. And I believe that's why I lost it all to start with. Yeah. It's good. Like like we, we learn through so many different ways, right? But what I love, like what you took from all that is radical responsibility. It's one of the yeah. things I, I talk about a lot. It's like when we stop blaming, complaining and justifying, we put everything back on us. We, we, we take the full responsibility. And sometimes people think, well, yeah, well, it's not my fault. My partner left me or, or whatever, right? However, yeah, things might not be our fault, but if it's in our awareness, it's our responsibility to freaking do something about it, right? And to talk to us about, you're really big on motivation. Like we've talked before, right? And you're like, motivation's bullshit and all this <laughs> sort of stuff. And it's a big thing, right? Because people, sometimes someone called me the other day, oh, you're a motivational speaker. I'm like, no, really. I'm kind of just like, I just, I just talk really shit. I, I'm a transformational speaker, right? But there's a whole rabbit hole here. So talk to us about what is motivation and what is it not? How do people really get it and tap into what's inside of them and create an extraordinary life? Yeah, cool, man. Great question. Is that at the end of the day, is like, words have weight, you know, and depending on the meaning you give the word is obviously the output or the result you get. And so many people are fixated on looking for motivation. But what I noticed really quickly is I attended a lot of UPW events in Sydney because I live for Tony, which is Unleash the Power Within. I've done a lot of Kerwin Ray's events and Nail It and Scout, that sort of stuff. And what I noticed is whenever people were motivated, they were so motivated and they talked such big goals and dreams when they were there. You thought they could take over the world when they were there. But the moment they went home or came back the next week for the accountability, they'd done nothing, mm. you know? And the thing is, like, people are always looking for motivation on Instagram and YouTube and posting these quotes, but it's like, or bragging about, yes, I read 50 books last year. Awesome, Barry. Mate, what did you do with them? Why don't you read the one book 50 times and master the book and action it into your life? So that's another thing I looked into, man. I was like, what the hell is motivation? Like, what do I think that word means? Because at the end of that, it's just a word people have given a meaning or context around. So for me is, I, this is just my belief on this, you know, like everything I talk, you talk, and everybody talks, it comes from beliefs, you know? So my belief around mindset is what people are looking for is to wake up with purpose or intrinsic inspiration. So for me, motivation, I believe is intrinsic motor, intrinsic inspiration. But how is it people get that? How is it people wake up on fire? Like, for example, I know you're someone like, even if you had two hours sleep last night, 
You wouldn't cancel on this. You would show up as your best version no matter what because you're intrinsically inspired. You're not going to burn out because you're living life on purpose. You're inspired, you know, where most people wake up living on accident, you know, just hoping for a better day, hoping to feel motivated, hoping they want to make that sales call or leave that relationship. People just wake up by chance every single day, you know? So I went on the wild goose chase or going down that rabbit hole that sort of says like, what is motivation and how can people get motivated, so to say? And I came up with this four-step process, which I believe stops people from being motivated. And I call it the four hacks to unlock unlimited motivation. Do you want me to share it? Or should Go we for it. it like <laughs> Let's hit it. But yeah, man, is I believe people have got four major blocks when it comes to motivation, okay? Number one is dopamine blocks. The next one is body blocks. The next is purpose blocks. And the next is distraction blocks. So those four, there's dopamine body, purpose, and you've got your distractions, okay? Number one, dopamine. For example, if anybody that doesn't know what dopamine is on this call is dopamine is that chemical released into your body that makes you feel good. It's like usually that first date you go on, you know, has like the honeymoon stage, dopamine's getting released. When you have that sugary food and it makes you feel good and loved and comfortable like mummy used to do when she made you that porridge, that's dopamine getting released into your body. Like when you finish a great gym session, you didn't want to do the session, but you finish it, you feel amazing, that's dopamine. The biggest challenge in today's world is right now, I'm holding my phone in my hand, okay? That phone is the... It has lots of, obviously, you've got the world in your hand. You can do whatever you want with that. But it's causing people a lot of harm without them knowing or being aware of what it does to them if they don't use it properly. So I'm not saying phones are bad. But your phone is literally a pokey machine in your hand, okay? If anybody's played pokies, like every time you press the button, a different thing comes up and you hope to win, you know? Mm. And it just, what that does is they have been programmed that way like a video game or like a Netflix series. Hey, like, I'm just going to watch one episode before bed. And it gets in there. All right. All right. I'm going to watch one more. I swear. Just one more episode. And you're there five episodes later. It's releasing dopamine into your body at the right times. That's what a poker machine does. The way it does that is it gives you random inputs of information into your mind, which stimulates your mind. So that's what your phone does. Every time you pick up your phone, it gives you a dopamine hit. Okay. Which makes you feel good. But the problem is, is with human biology, dopamine was originally built into the body for you to help you take action. Okay. The problem is we have such a quick dopamine fix in today's world. It's so easy to jump to the shiny objects or not take action or procrastinate because we don't understand that our body is designed for the quick dopamine fix. Okay. Here's an example. Back in the caveman ages, the only way you could get a dopamine hit was by going out and literally hunting hunting an animal and bringing it back to your tribe so that you're recognized as a strong alpha male to mate with the leading female in that thing to start building a family. Like the only way you could get dopamine was by working hard for that hit of dopamine. So it's a driving factor within like, like the, the human nature, okay? But right now in today's world, the moment people feel bored, they snap. They get a dopamine hit. The moment they feel bored, they scroll. They get a dopamine hit. So the moment anything gets hard, especially in business or in life or that gym workout in the morning, you naturally switch off because it's not a quick dopamine hit. Okay, it's why. How do they how do they avoid that then? Though, right? Because it's so easy to pick up your phone and you're in, like, I do it. Like my business is on across all platforms, right? If I'm like, I need to message somebody, you know, the next one I open up Instagram, I'm scrolling, I'm on videos, I'm stories, and I'm like. 
what did I come here for? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, How do we avoid like, that? My partner last night, I'm like, are you scrolling? She's like, oh, yeah, I forgot what I was doing. She's literally going in to get a number out of her Instagram inbox and an hour later is scrolling. Like it's designed that way to keep you on there. Yeah. There's a few ways you can do this. It's called a dopamine detox. And depending on like what level you want to play at is the level you will actually do this detox. For example, most people talk about their dreams and goals and their level 10 dreams and goals. But the problem is most people are only willing to put in level six or level seven actions, okay? So depending on your goals is how hard you'll go at this. So for example, my mentor, you literally, like his phone never goes off. You can't touch him. You can't get to him, you know? Like he literally does not touch his phone unless it's for a specific reason. Nobody has his number. You won't see him scrolling. So you see these people like this high profile people that are playing well, like, like for example, for me to start this call, if I didn't put my phone on work mode, it would have 50 notifications in this first half an hour, like distracting me. But because I'm, my intention is to be present and add value on this call, I put it on work mode, which is a dis- discipline for me. Same thing is that if you're worried about scrolling, you can go into the settings on your phone and you can basically like change the setting to like how much time it allows you on social media. But for people starting out that want to start training their mind to earn dopamine, this is what I suggest. Instead of going and catching up with your friends for a drink or a coffee or watching Netflix or snacking, whatever it may be, do something that requires you to think. So for example, go and have a game of tennis with your friends or go to the local bowls yard and play bowls or go to and play pool with them or go and climb a mountain or do something that requires effort. So it starts training the mind to earn dopamine. Same thing in your business. Set outcomes, not to-dos. So every single day, I don't, like my to-do list could be this long, okay? So for example, when I had the gyms, my managers had an outcome list. So for example, your job today is to get two members. Most people have a to-do list. Okay, to get two members, they need to do one Facebook post, do five follow-ups and book a consult. And they get to the end of the day and they don't have an outcome. Whereas if you say, I will get two members today, no matter what, you might do 10 posts, 20 follow-ups, do a million different things. You'll start thinking outside the box going, great, I still haven't got those two members. What am I going to do? You start focusing on outcomes rather than to-dos. Because the problem is a to-do list is a dopamine release. You're just ticking off, Mm. yep, mop the floors. I procrastinated, I procrastinated this. You start ticking off all these things and you feel proud at the end of the day that you've ticked off these things in your notes, but you haven't got an outcome. It's why so many people you get to the end of the day is like, my partner, hey, honey, how was your day? I'm like, oh my God, it was, I was so busy. Oh, like amazing. What did you get done? Oh, I don't know, like so much. I was just so busy. (laughs) Everybody's just burning their wheels, you know, but they're not productive because they don't have outcomes. So for somebody to reduce dopamine, get on a low inflammation diet to start with. Eat clean, nutritious food instead of the, the the refined fats, like the refined sugars and the saturated fats, which is like, if you want to go down that rabbit hole as well, like you can look into like why that stuff's in our food. You know, like mm. we live our day-to-day lives in a society that is programming you to conform, not to thrive. It's, it's programming you just to survive. Yeah. So the thing is that like all this social media and that sort of stuff, you see these big players, these people that live the level 10 lifestyles, they are disciplined. 
They go to bed at the same time, no matter if it's the weekend or not. They get up at the same time, no matter whether it's the weekend or not. They eat a clean diet, whether they want to or not. They don't drink alcohol. They are surrounded by the right people. They have a routine in the morning. They have a routine at night. It comes down to being disciplined, but same thing, discipline, same thing. Like what's the meaning of discipline for you? It depends on how big your goals are. Mm -hmm. You need to get clear on like what it is that you want. And you can understand that like there's people like Elon Musk that get more done in four hours than the average person does in a week. Yeah. A lot of these people get 10x results or output. It's because they are so disciplined and they are training their mind to earn dopamine. And they earn dopamine by being strict, disciplined, and they follow a system and a strategy. Does that answer your question, man? Yeah, it's 100%. I love it. So it's, yeah, it's a good thing to be aware of. Okay, so that's the first one. Okay, so dopamine. So actually going out and earning it. And because there's been things like, so I do dopamine detoxes. I do a trip away on my own, usually every 90 days or so. I delete all my social media. The first day to two days is challenging because I'm like, oh, there's that one thing. And I'm so close to like re-downloading Instagram. To, I was going to send one more message or, yeah. you know, and, and then what happens is usually about day three, four, five. I'm like, life is so good. And I, I like, I'm like reluctantly put them back on my phone when I'm back on, you know, back into the group. But that's helped for me a lot. But I love the whole earning it. Okay. So yeah, I could give you three actionable steps for, for the people listening if you want. Yeah. Yeah. So number one to, to, to have a, a, a soft dopamine detox is set the limit on your phone of how much social media you're going to have. For example, if you waste two hours a day on social media, that's a month a year. One month. That's just two hours. The average person wastes five to six hours. Mm. Okay. Do the math. So Put a limit on your social media and become aware of it because awareness is access to all things. Be aware of how much time you spend on social media and unfollow the people that aren't serving you. So follow people that are only uplifting and that are serving you. That's the first step. Number two, give yourself a bedtime and a wake-up time. Like give your body some sort of like, like routine so it understands what it's going for. And number three, get on a clean diet. Like you don't need to like do any crazy stuff, but like, for example, I love Maccas. I have Maccas every single week, but my diet's 90% clean. It's part of my routine. It's structured and it's planned. Like stop living your life by accident. Get a bit mm. of a routine. Love it. Cool. So let's talk about smashes through two, three, and four. The other, the other three. Example. I'll do that yeah. really quickly for you. So yeah. body blocks, as I mentioned, is like the problem is like same thing. Everybody's body is so, like, for example, like, Remember the last time you had like a real, like you're waiting for a cheat night or you had like a massive meal, right? And you finish that meal and as good as it tasted, it's like you got brain fog and you feel sluggish and you slow down. It's like it takes you days to recover, right? The thing is like your digestive system takes up like something like 60 or 70% of the energy and the, and the, what is it? Like the enzymes in your body to break all that stuff. It takes up so much energy. So to remove body blocks, you need to get on a low inflammation diet and same thing, get onto a routine of your diet and stop giving your body like just an accidental unregimented routine of food. Because same thing is like, imagine if some weeks you put fuel in your car, some weeks you didn't, it wouldn't run, but people are doing that to their body. You know, they're just giving their body guesswork every single day by not knowing what they're putting into it. Like yeah, ask the average person what they ate yesterday or the last week, they wouldn't be able to tell you. If you ask the average person what their bedtime is or when they wake up, they wouldn't be able to tell you. They're living life by accident.
you know? Yeah. So get on a clean diet and understand that if you're eating crappy food, your body is using that energy to break it down rather than energy in your mind to get you intrinsically motivated and focusing on those goals. Okay. Not only that, it causes stress. Cortisol is released into your body. It halves your IQ. You know, so you want to give, you want to get your body running like a supercar. How do you do that? You fine tune it. Yeah. You get the body moving, you exercise, you feed it well. Otherwise, go and drive a Camry. Okay. So that's that on body blocks. Get rid of your body blocks. That's easy, but it's, it's, it's discipline. Everything comes down to discipline, man. Like people yeah. just aren't disciplined enough. It's, 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 it's everything, right? These things are very easy to do, but they're also very easy not to do. Yeah. And that's the thing. We, we got to choose our hards, choose our easies. Yeah. Big time, man. Third one, purpose blocks. As I said, man, like if you ask the average person about like, cool, why are you actually here on earth? They wouldn't be able to tell you, you know, they're just looking at like the, the next week to get through, you know, like working out how they're going to afford their fuel and their groceries and their rent or their mortgage. You know, people are, people are struggling out there. You need to get, you, you need some sort of goal. And I don't mean you need to be an entrepreneur. You don't need to be a business owner, but find something to focus on bigger than you. You know, you look at all these people that live these extraordinary lifestyles. The most thing they have in common is they serve a greater purpose. They help people around them somehow outside their family, something bigger than them. You need to find some sort of purpose. And for example, is when I say purpose, look for something that excites you for the next five to 10 years. So that if you fail the first 12 months, cool. You've got another five years to do it. You've got another nine years to do it. You know, because most people overestimate what they can do in 12 months, but underestimate what they can do in five or 10 years. Mm. So you need to get clear on a purpose. And it's why you see these people like Elon Musk, Tony Robbins, Les Brown. You see these people that have created massive success. People are like, are these people aliens or are they robots? Like, How do they achieve what it is that they do and they don't get burnt out? It's because they wake up inspired and it comes down to like living for something greater than themselves, you know? It like it all comes back to that man. Like yeah. far out. You're like, I've, I'm fortunate enough to have two beautiful kids, and the thing is, like, their imagination far. It's beautiful, man. Like Xander, he will literally grab a towel out of the bathroom, tie it around his neck, and he is Superman. He thinks he can do anything. You know, thing is, if you or I do that, we'll be locked up in a loony bin. You know, <laughs> and like your your dreams yeah. are so crushed as a child. Whereas my kids, it's like literally, he's like. I let them think big. I want to help them do whatever they want. You know, right now, Xander wants to be a garbage man when he's older. Hell yeah, man. You go and be the best garbage man you can be, you know, like don't crush their dreams. And same thing is like, if you're a high achiever, like you or I don't push that onto your children. Like if they want to be a garbage man, hell yeah, man, I'll help you be the best garbage man ever. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't need to be an entrepreneur, but for me is like you need to find something greater than yourself. And that starts with becoming a part of a community being around other people, something to look forward to, someone that's going to hold you accountable, you know, but that's that, that's that one. But the final one, man, is distractions. You know what? Here's a good example. I remember when I was first building my, like my business originally, like I'd be snowed under with work, super busy. And my mind was always just looking for a way out. Like my brother would message me, Hey man, do you want to go have breakfast? And there was no way I was going to get my work done as it was in that day. I'm like, yep, let's go have breakfast. Like literally, doing things to like get out of what I knew I had to do, you Mm -hmm. know? So like you've got to remove distractions, you know? And this is what comes down to what some people call sacrifice. I don't believe in sacrifice. I believe doing what's necessary to get what you want, you know? And when it comes down to it is why, why, why people have got to stop bullshitting themselves. So to say is like so many people is like, I want that, but I don't want to sacrifice. Well, look, guess what, Sally, 
If you want that level 10 life, it's going to take level 10 sacrifice and level 10 action. Otherwise, you're dreaming. Get rid of that dream. It ain't happening, honey. You know? The thing is, like, if you want something, for example, is like, I literally don't socialize. I'm all in on my business. All my energy is in my business. You know, everything. I'm all in. People are like, oh, you sacrificed. You didn't come to the barbecue. So what? Don't want to go there. Yeah. Like, you need to, like, people talk about sacrifice as a bad thing. Like, if you talk about it as a bad thing, it's going to feel like a bad thing. Mm -hmm. For me, I love what I do, you know? Right now, you've got financial freedom. You could be hanging out at the beach right now instead of talking to this guy in, a, in an Adidas hat, you know? Like, but it comes down to like, how bad do you actually want it? But I don't think people actually break down what is it they truly want. And understanding the facts is like 1% of the world live life on their terms, financially free, 1%. Why is that? Because they've done what the average person is not willing to do for a longer period of time, and now they have that life. They have given something up to have that. Otherwise, everyone would. Same thing with like athletes. You see a guy walking down the beach with a shredded six-pack, oh, he's a gym junkie, or he's on steroids. No, 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 no. He may be both of those, but you know what? He's had to sacrifice saying no to a barbecue and the cake and the Christmas feast to get that body. Yeah. The business owner, same thing, man, is like, far out man like, i'd love to be chilling at the beach right now just with my my missus the kid or swimming in the pool you know but no i'm in my office putting in paying my dues you know so i know i've gone on a bit of a tangent here but i hope that helps but absolutely it's like it's like when, when we were talking before this interview started well, i was talking about how i want to do a few other things and i was like what happens is i used to be such of a yes man you know and i i love that and i really do believe most people actually need to start saying yes to more things if you're invited to that event, if you're invited there, if you check out this or whatever, it's like you should just start saying yes because most people actually program to say no. Yeah, I, I don't know the actual numbers. I, I should really dive into this actually. But the amount of times a kid hears the word no versus yes before the age of about five is something like 20 times more, something crazy. So we're yeah. actually programmed to say no all the time. So I believe people should start to break that mold and say yes to a lot more. However, it does come a point where the yeses will get you where you are, but the no's will build your business. Because yeah. it's like it's like now what's building my life is when I say no to something, I'm saying yes to something else. Whether exactly. we know whether we know that or not, right? And that's really that's what you're saying here, right? It's like I I man, the amount of birthdays, weddings I get asked like invited to this and this. If I just said yes to every birthday, I'd be drunk every day you know but it's like like i need to start saying no to a lot more things so i can say yes what i'm doing ultimately and that's really what's going to propel this forward right 100 man yeah bro this has been fantastic you have like like i I told you guys this guy has this this obsession with just fucking over delivering that's why i love you amazing dude so mate where can everybody find you on social media and check out everything you do just my name man dion.monk it's a hard time just search dion and you'll see the the face of me with like a bright yellow thing in the background and everything you need to see or know about me is on my social media brother love it and we'll, we'll drop everything into the show notes and stuff below as well but dude this has been fantastic to wrap this up i've got a final question for you ready cool if you were to go back to your 18 year old self and give him 30 seconds of advice what would it be it's going to sound cliche, man. And I've got this from Gary, you know, Gary V, but it's like, you've got to be grateful 24, 7, 365, because look at the end of the day, man, it's 
the life that you have right now, the life that you're ungrateful for sometimes, your neighbor or somebody else is praying for that life, you know? And it's so often where, where it gives me goosebumps just saying it now. It's like so often, man, it's like, like I, I woke up the other morning pissed off because something wasn't working in our house. I was like, fire out. Like I'm, I'm lucky to have not only a lovely house, but like to have a house, mm. you know, like, so often people say, I'll wake up and I'll write down the three things I'm grateful for. But look, why don't you focus on one thing and feel it, you know, and be truly grateful because so often you get caught up in the noise of this world with all the craziness going on as well. Like you really need to stop, smell the roses sometimes and realize what you do have because so many people are just praying to have what you have right now. Thank you so much for listening. And if you got value from this episode, it goes such a long way. If you can just take 20 seconds of your time, leave me a five-star rating and written review, then screenshot this episode and share it to your story and make sure you tag me for that shout out. And until next time, guys, go out there and dream out loud.